Mein persönliches Lieblingsbuch, die Bibel, das Lebenselixier jedes Christen, die Bibel, die uns Kraft verleiht, die uns aufsteigen lässt, die Bibel. Ich lese die Bibel jeden Tag, wirklich, wirklich jeden Tag. I'm excited about this Sunday. I'm still pumped by last weekend. Who has been there last weekend in the Yonex Halle with Todd White? A whole bunch of them. Uh, I, it was amazing. It blew the socks out of me. It really blessed me. It was awesome. It was, it was crazy. It, uh, it, it, it messed me up in a positive way. You know what I mean? It was so, it was so inspiring and, and, and more than uh, four and a half thousand people came in all these celebrations we had from Thursday till um, Sunday with Todd White. And uh, people got healed, people got, uh, got freed from stuff, and it was amazing. I think no one was disappointed who was longing for some inspiration by the Holy Spirit. Is that right? And I had the privilege to be with Todd as, uh, as well. Um, he came to our college on Friday afternoon, and beforehand I was with lunch with him. And he said something very inspiring. Um, and he actually said that I think in most of all the sessions he was preaching about, and maybe you don't remember it because it was kind of like a side teaching. It was not really in the major of his, of, of his topic, but, but he still emphasized that. And he said this. He said, uh, we cannot afford to be a generation that is going after the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, but is not rooted in the word of God. And when I was eating lunch with him, he said, you know, I have all these miracles happening in my life. I'm praying for people. People are getting healed. And we actually, I, I was experiencing that. In the restaurant, at the Italian restaurant, he was praying for the waitress and she got healed from a, from a disc, uh, a slip disc in her, uh, in her knee. And there was a, the, 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 the boss of the restaurant had back pain and he got healed at the same time when we were going outside. All that stuff was happening. And at the same time, he said, this is all great. But we cannot afford to be a generation that is going after the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, all that stuff, healings and miracles, but are not rooted in the Word of God. Today we are starting a new series called The Bible. We are talking about the Bible in the next weeks. And to be honest, we always have great series, you know. Every couple of weeks we are starting a new series. I think every series is important, everything is great, otherwise we wouldn't do it. But I think this message series about the Bible, and tonight I'm going to talk about the power of the Bible as a startup, and then we're going to talk about the poetry, the stories, and all that stuff of, uh, of the Bible and how to read it, how to dig deep in it. I think this series is extra important. You know why? Because we are the people of the book. The Word of God is the foundation, the fundament of... Okay, Mr. Björn, Pastor Björn, what? you say we are the people of the book. That's are you right, sure? we are the people of the book. Okay, let's, let's test the people you know, if, Bible, they are, if they are people of the book. Let's Bi test yeah, them. Bible, you're okay, you're Bible okay. in, Greece, uh, in Greek means uh, a biblos, which is called book. Yeah, and book. we Christians are the, the people of the book. The book of the Bible. The book, the word of God, this yeah, book yeah. here. Let's test them if they know the Bible. Let's, let's do it. That's a good idea. Yeah, test them. Can go I? Ahead. Can go, I? Yeah, sure. Go Whoa. ahead. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Are you ready for a little quiz show? 
Okay, please stand up. Everyone stand up, please. Come on. Okay, you can win a really cool voucher of the media store if you are the last man or the last woman standing here. I have some questions. There are four answers um, for you and you say which one is right. If you're right, you stand. If you're wrong, you sit down. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the first question in our ICF Bible quiz. The path that leads to damnation is wide. What is the path that leads to life like? A. It doesn't exist. B. Ultra wide. C. Narrow. Or D. Rocky. Hands up. Who is for A. It doesn't exist? B. Ultra wide. C. Narrow. Or D. Rocky. Right is number C. C. You can uh, please stand in and uh, all, all others they have to sit down. Next question. Okay, you, you're really good. I have to take some, uh, some more, more heavy it's questions. Good, it's good, it's good. This is, um, yeah, this is your, ahead, your yeah. Well done, Pastor Björn. Okay. <laughs> Methuselah became really old. The oldest guy of the Bible. How old is the question, ladies and gentlemen? A, 768, B, 812, C, 889, or D, 969. Who is for A, 768? Who is for B, 8? 112 who is for C 889 who is for D 969 okay everyone who said D you are right all the other one you have to sit down <laughs> I hope for Methuselah that he had Botox already existed I, I, I don't know how he looked I, so yeah, I don't know okay next question really hard now what was the name of the man who built the tabernacle was it A Betzalel was it B, Bob the Builder? Was it C, Ben-Gurion? Or was it D, Bahar? Who is for A, Betzalel? Who is for B, Bob the Builder? Who is for C, Ben-Gurion? Who is for D, Bahar? Uh-oh, right was A, Betzalel. Everyone Ooh. sit down. Also, who was A? Okay, we have some, some, some last man standing and women. Uh, really good, okay. Next question. The third book of Moses is called A. Exodus B. Moses H. Potter and the Magic Stick C. Leviticus or D. Numbers Who is for A. Exodus? Who is for B. Moses H. Potter and the Magic Stick? Okay, who is for C. Leviticus? Who is for D. Numbers? Right was C. Uh, okay, five, five are standing. Last, uh, six, last hard question. Okay, really hard now. In hotel rooms where there is a Bible, A. More hand towels disappear, B. Less hand towels disappear, C. The same amount of hand towels disappear, or D. No hand towels disappear. Who is for A. More hand towels disappear? Who is for B. Less hand towels disappear? Who is for C. The same amount of hand towels disappear? And who is for D. No hand towels disappear? <laughs> Right is B. Less hand towels disappear. We have two, two, two standing. Okay. Wow. Okay, this is hardcore. <laughs> Final round. Last huh? question. You now have to be really loud. I have to hear you. Question, and if you know it, you have to scream it to me, okay? What is written in Psalm 30, uh, 23 1? Uh, I think she was first. It's okay. She's a lady also. Okay, you won. You get the prize. Voucher, thank you, sir. Thank you. Back to Mr. Awesome, Björn Thank you so much. Wow. That was good. 
I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, the number, the age of Methuselah knocked us down. <laughs> but but it, it's, it's awesome. That's great. Hey, we are, as I just said, we are the people of the book. We believe in the Bible. And uh, the Bible is the word of God. And this is fundamental. You know, there's a reason why we... Maybe you've seen, you heard that in newspapers every, every once in a while we called ICF. This is this non-denominational church which is so fundamentalistic, you know, the Christian fundamentalism. And it's always in such a negative way. But I honestly think it's something positive. Because if you look up in the dictionary what Christian fundamentalism means, it means that there are people who believe that what is written in here is true. And I think this is something positive. I think it's good to be in a church that is based on a book called Bible that is based on the word of God instead of based on someone's theological teaching, which can be right or can be wrong. You know what I'm saying? I think it's good that we as a church believe in this book and not in a teaching of whoever teaches. I think the teaching has to come out of that book, yes, and then it's true, but I think we believe on the book of the Bible as its base. And I think if you look here on a, on a fundament, a foundation, I don't know if you've planted, if, if you build up a house yet, I just reach, recently watched um, a school right opposite of our house being built and for weeks and months, you couldn't see any process going on. But because you were seeing that something unspectacular called fundament was taking place. They were building for months and months and months on the fundament of that school. And all of a sudden, within weeks, the whole school was there. Two floors, a roof, everything. And I think this is true. If we come back to that quote, you know, it's awesome to have signs and wonders and miracles and all that stuff happening. But if it's not based and rooted in the word of God, and can go, it can get to your brain, it can get to, to yourself, all of a sudden you think you are the hero or whatever is going on. And I love that so much about Todd White. He was so rooted in the word of God. Everything that basically he was saying was a Bible verse, you know. He even said, you can squeeze me out, you can make my life hard, but everything what's coming out of me is Jesus and he is the word of God. I think that's awesome. And I have a confession to make. I read my Bible every day. I mean, there's maybe one or two days in, the, in a year, I don't know when, but I can remember when I don't open up that Bible. I read my Bible every day, but here's the but. But I don't have an emotional kick all the time. In more than half of the cases when I read my Bible, I don't get special revelations out of that book. But I still know I need it for my life. I need it as a foundation, as a fundament for my life. In 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, it is written, God has breathed life into all of scripture. Basically, what you read, and there's a Greek word called um, theop, uh, theopnoesis, you can, you, yeah, theopnoistos, and that's actually a combination of two words. That's theo, theos, that means God, and pneustos is the Holy Spirit, the breath, it's called blow, the blow or the breath, like whoosh. 
And it says every scripture, everything what you read here is basically a blow, a breath of the Holy Spirit. So that means if you open up your Bible and you read it, God is blowing against your face. You know, if I read my Bible every day, no wonder I have a haircut like this. <laughs> of course, because I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm just kidding. Of course, uh, it's, 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 it's the hairdresser and some extra products I use. But in a way, it's true. Everything what you read, if you feel it or not, it is a breath against your soul, a breath in your heart, a, a fresh breathing into your spirit. And the Holy Spirit, through the scriptures, is speaking to you. And he wants to speak to you. Right now I started something new because I know I have these phases. Sometimes I love it, I have these inspirations, these revelations. But as I said, in most of the cases I don't have these awesome revelations. And what I just recently did is uh, I started reading my Bible in English. Makes sense if I, be, if I am your pastor. I am a German guy. Normally I read German Bible, but it makes sense to start reading my Bible in English, right? And what I do when I go in the morning right now, very recently, just a couple of days ago, I bought myself these nice pens in a Bible store, stinking expensive for pencils. <laughs> Maybe I went to the wrong store, I don't know. <laughs> you actually get a discount for 20% tonight on Bibles, by the way. So uh, I went and bought these, uh, these markers. And what I'm doing right now, I have here my journal. I write down uh, whatever I think here um, on, on, on Bible. I open up my Bible and then I write down whatever I feel. I was reading Daniel here, for example, and I write down whatever I have. And what I'm doing now is I have these markers and yellow is for character of God. So I mark yellow when I see something in the Bible that is actually, ah, here I learned something about God, you know, a character of God. And then I open up and then maybe I see, you can see that here. Huh? Green this Bible verse, Ephesians 1, is full of green. Green stands, when I mark green, is the promises of God. Where he has promises, he actually promises me something. And it's awesome to have green. Then there is also orange. You know, orange is what I want to remember. What I want to go out of that. There's red. Red is when there's actually a warning or something to do. That God something, uh, says, hey, do this or do that or don't do that. It's a warning or a commandment of God. And then there's blue. There's also blue stuff here in my Bible. These are questions I have. I don't understand this word, you know. And there's sometimes pages that are full of blue. Because <laughs> I, I don't understand them. And I see God re revealed to me, you know. Blow through me. My hair's getting down. Blow through me. I need, I need wisdom what it means, you know. The word of God is not only our foundation, our fundament, but it's also our powerful guideline. I know I need this for my life because it guides me through day and through night, you know. Second Timothy, if you continue to read that verse, uh, I just wrote, uh, read to you the, the first half. God has breathed life into all of scripture. And then it continues. It says, it is useful for teaching us what is true. If you want to know how to be a follower of Jesus, how to walk his way, how to know what's true and what is not true, read it because the Bible is useful for teaching us what is true. It is also useful for correcting our mistakes. It is useful for making us our lives whole again. If you want to be restored, if you want to be healed in your body or in your soul, read that stuff. And it is useful for, useful for training us to do 
what is right. Or in another um, translation it says, to recognize the will of God. It's useful for that. So if you want to know how to follow God, if you want to be a Christian, if you want to know, if you want to have truth for your life, if you want to have healing in your life, if you want to have correction by mistakes, because we all make mistakes in life, but it's stupid to do mistakes for the second or for the third time. I need direction, I need correction, that I can learn from my mistakes. And here you can learn from your mistakes. And you can find life. Read the Bible if you want to know how to follow Jesus. It's that simple. The Bible also, it says in Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says the word of God is alive and active. It does something to you. God speaks to you. He speaks to me. Sometimes I understand it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I recognize it. Sometimes I don't. It even has the power, the word of God, to end up your status of being single. It happened to me. <laughs> Funny but true story. I was so in love with this beautiful woman, which is now my wife, Simone, sitting there. I was in love. It was 2001. I'm still in love, of course. It was 2001. I was living in Germany. She was living in the United States. And we were dating, spending time. And, and I was thinking, God, should I really start this relationship? Because we will start a long-distance relationship. I was also so stressed in, the, in this phase of my life because I was at the university and I was in my exams. Stressful times, you know. I opened up my Bible. I was reading uh, there every day. In, in that phase, I was reading Proverbs. I opened up my Bible on the 10th of July, 2001. And what I read was this. Proverbs 24, verse 17. Finish your outdoor work, get your fields ready, after that, build your house. And guess what it meant to me on that very morning? Because I knew today is the day that not only Simone has her birthday, 10th of July, but I'm writing today my last exam. So I knew the traffic light is on green. Go for it. Conquer her, you know. And that's what I did, you remember? I invited her. I invited her for lunch after I did my hard work of my last exam. And then we went to the English Garden, beautiful place in Munich, great park, and I confessed that I'm in love with her. And we started a relationship, and the rest is history, as you can see here. <laughs> You still look like the same. I, I look like a young boy. <laughs> so funny, huh? God speaks to you. And this is funny, but for me, it meant life. I wouldn't have been married now. He speaks more than 2,000 times in the Old Testament. He says, it says in the Bible, and God spoke. The problem and the the, the, the people of Israel and the people of God were facing the challenges, the problems they went into were not because God was not speaking. It was because they were either not listening or they understood something wrong and got confused. So therefore, I think it's essential, it's so important that we understand what the will of God is, you know, because that's basically the, the biggest question. How can I listen and understand the will of God for my life. And I 
art was one of my uh, worst uh, grades in my life, so I only can draw simple stuff. But I have a very simple drawing right now for you. I want to show you. And this maybe helps you to understand and listen and understand to the will of God. Because I think he speaks in many ways. And one way, for example, is direct inspiration. You know, these impressions like Todd White, you know, I have the feeling there is someone here and he has problems with his right knee or whatever. Or God speaks to you out of an impression when you are in the nature or you have something. And that's awesome. Direct inspiration from God. You have a feeling, you have a thought, whatever comes to your mind and you feel this is the voice of God from my life. And sometimes you have that for other people or other people have that for you. People can talk to you and the will of God through other people comes to your life. I wouldn't have been here with my family four years now if I was not listening to someone who actually had the impression. He didn't know me. He was not knowing what in what life situation I was in. And he said to me, I saw something like I had like a picture in my mind when I was closing my eyes and praying for you. I saw you with the luggage, the carry-on luggage, there was a Swiss flag on it and you were, and you were uh, on a way to the airport with one of your friends and you were going somewhere. That one person, one of my friends was the person who asked me to come to Switzerland and be on staff at this church. I did, she, that person didn't know that. It spoke to my life. God speaks through other people. But I think the biggest thing, how you can discern if this is really God or not, is the Bible. I think everything has to go through the filter before you continue to walk on your path and actually speak out and, and live out the will of God. It has to be through the filter of the Bible. Because this, I think, is the biggest problem. Todd White, he said, I am so rooted in the word of God. Whatever you squeeze out of me, just Jesus and the word of God comes out of me. And that was so impressive. And he was actually living that. Most of his sentences were just Bible. So if you want to know if it's God or not who is talking to you, I think you have to dig into the word and test it. First Thessalonians 5 verse 21 says, put everything to the test when God speaks to you direct ways or through other people, put it to the test. And the test is actually the Bible. The word of God. Here you feel, here you see what's right or what's wrong. Actually, if I were living 30 years ago or so in the hippie times, I would have written a folk song with a famous melody, but different lyrics. I would, I would have sang... The answer, my friend, is blowing through the word. <laughs> the answer is blowing through the word. Breathe life. And there you find the answers, right? Because there's so much weird stuff going on in the Christian church somewhere. Two, two examples out of my life. There was a person coming to me and said, I prayed, I had, uh, I had, he said, God spoke to me through a dream to your life. I saw you in a dream and you were riding your car with your family. Your wife was there and back then we had two children. They were there and, and then you were hitting a tree and all of a sudden you had a car accident and everybody got killed. I said, nice, very encouraging word. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
And what I did is, I said, no, that is not the plans God has for my life, Jeremiah. He has plans to prosper. He, is, he has plans of peace and of life. And I rebuke that. I don't take it for serious. I, I, I give it back. The problem is, when people say, I, I, get a, I, I get, sometimes I get aggressive, I get allergies, I get zits in my face, you know. When I hear people saying, God spoke to me. Another lady, a young woman came to me. We were already married two or three years. I was at a Christian conference. A young woman came to me and said, God spoke to me that I will marry you. <laughs> I answered, God didn't speak to me that I should marry you. And I'm already married, so I'm not going to marry you. Because, you know, Exodus, Ten Commandments, do not commit adultery. So easy. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? But at the same time, I think it's so important that we are rooted in that word and know what, what is true and what is not. I think if we, as people of God, were really people of the book, I think a whole lot of weird stuff and spiritual manipulation would not take place. Because there's people who have good intentions, maybe, and they speak out all kinds of stuff, you know, over your life. And that's one thing. I think that person needs to test it before. You know, it has to be encouraging. It has to be according to the scripture. But the other side is, there are so many people that are not rooted in the word of God and they take it for serious and they say, yeah, God spoke to my life. Awesome, thank you. I do it. I marry that person or I do whatever, you know, quit my job or whatever. And then all of a sudden we are in trouble. And at the end of the story, we say, I feel so manipulated, spiritually manipulated. You know what I'm saying? I think if we are people of the word of God, we would be people that are rooted and would learn how to discern what is true and what is not. If I were to do like a little survey, survey and I would ask you right now, who of you actually believes that's what's right here? It's true what's right here from front cover to back cover. I would argue that maybe most of us would raise our hands, right? If I were to ask you, then who of you actually reads that stuff from front cover to back cover and does what it's saying on a regular basis? Sadly enough, I would say, really anybody would say that. You know? We are, sometimes I have the feeling, we as Christians, we are more concerned to defend that this is right than to spend time what is right and to dig into it, you know? And I think it's about time because there is within the church this longing, I think it's awesome I have that as well, the longing after the, whole, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit that Jesus reveals through signs and wonders and stuff is happening but we need to be rooted in the word of God. And I think the word of God is not one option out of many. You know, I want to say something a little bit dangerous, but I think you will understand what I'm saying and I try to do it in a careful way. Bill Hybels, famous preacher, awesome guy. He wrote lots of books and in one of the books, and that came also out as an article, he said he was talking about seven ways, seven prayer pathways of uh, how to experience God. And that's great, 
because he was talking, um, you can experience God uh, in a relational way. When you pray with other people, small group, for example, would be your path, your way how to experience God. If you pray for each other, if you discuss with each other, it's awesome. You, you are a relational type of guy, how you experience God. Serving is someone else, you know. When I serve other people, I feel the most close to God. And that's awesome. Another way is contempl contemplative. Is that right? Cont contemplative, yeah. And these are the people who, have, who like to be, yeah, who, they either want to be alone in the room, you know, and really sink deep and calm down and think of the beauty of God. Or they are in the nature and the rain is starting to drop and then they feel, yeah, showers of rain coming into my life, you know, all of that stuff, you know. And that's awesome. I don't have that, but it's awesome. There's active people. They want to be active, praying for people, doing something for Christ, and then they feel most close to God. There's creation. When you go into the nature, and through the nature, God speaks to you. That's awesome. Worship. If you put on your, worship, your favorite worship CD in the radio on your car, and you feel, yes, now I feel so, God is so close to me. It's awesome. Or intellectual. And these are more the people that they like to read comments and books and they get revelations, you know. And I, I felt I have, every, most of that, I have, I have phases in my life. Most of that stuff I, I, can, I can relate to. Not everything, but most of the stuff. But here's the deal. I think there is a danger in that theology. I think it's totally right. Go for it. Find out what is your pathway. Experiment with it. But if you... If you, if you downgrade the Bible as one option out of many, here maybe being the intellectual one, I think you are missing the point. You're missing the point. Because you can be in the nature, that's awesome, but a tree doesn't speak to you. That stuff speaks to you. So if you go out in the nature, don't forget your Bible. Take it with you. If you are in relationship with other people in your small group, go there with your Bible. It's awesome. I think nothing can replace the Word of God in our lives. And maybe it, sound, it, it can sound a little harsh, you know, you have to read the Bible, but I think it's about time that we say this because we are, I think we are in exciting times. We really are. And we are experiencing all kinds of stuff here in this church. But we need to be the people of the book and we need to know this book. And if you get something out of this message tonight, then please get something out of, out of it in a practical way. Decide that tomorrow, or maybe even better tonight, you go to your bookshelf and as you see it in the trailer from the video, you take out your Bible and maybe you buy one and uh, maybe there's some dust on it and that's okay. And you start reading it. Maybe you buy markers. There's all kinds of ways how you can study the Bible. Google creative ways how to study the Bible. All kinds of stuff comes to your mind, you know. <laughs> but do it. Take your Bible wherever you are. Read it every day. If you feel like it or not. Maybe you say, I'm not a book reader. That's okay. 
get over it and read your Bible anyway. You don't, read, you don't have to read Harry Potter, that's okay. Some have to read it because they like it, that's okay too. But read your Bible. Todd White told me, he says, uh, he's not a book reader either, but he has this app where he has his Bible, and then there's, uh, you can, he can push start, and then he not, not only reads it, but uh, it, it's speaking to it. It's an audio Bible. We have all kinds of resources. The Bible is as, so present like never before. Everywhere you have a Bible, in every hotel room, you have a Bible. In every library, you have a Bible. Almost in every household of these people, you have at least one Bible. But we are, I think, also in a time that is like, almost like biblical, um, what's it called, uh, Ill illiteracy. Unalphabetic, you know. We have access, but we don't read it. I need to read it. Let's be a people of God. Let's be a church that is standing on the word of God. Because, you know, there's, there's storms coming against you. There's stuff happening. There's weird stuff happening in your life. There's people coming, speaking stuff to you that's maybe good or not. There's problems all of a sudden coming into your life. And we have to be people that are standing on the word of God. You remember that story in the Bible? It was a storm. And the disciples were so afraid. And then Jesus, he was walking on water and he was telling Peter, come out and go on the water. And what did Peter do? He did it. He was standing on the word of Jesus. He was not standing on circumstances. He was, it, it was happening and it was actually working when he was standing on the word that Jesus said, come and step on the water. When he was looking at the circumstances again, that's the... That's the moment when he dived down, went under water, you know. We need to be people that are standing on the word of God. Are you one of those people? I want us all to stand up now and actually stand on the word of God and make a proclamation. You know, we had all these great proclamations with our pastor Leo in the last weeks in our old series about Esther. And I want to start a proclamation um, with, with the Bible. I want to do a Bible proclamation. Actually, the Bible, uh, the verse that I'm reading right now is Ephesians 1. And I want us all to, to speak that out together. It's, it will be on your screen and I want to all of us, let's all also worship people, let's look on the screen and proclaim these verses because they are life breath, breathing, breathing the truth into your life right now, okay? Are you ready for that? Let's read it out loud. And then after that, let's start worshiping again. Okay, Ephesians 1, are you ready? Okay, give praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Those blessings come from the heavenly world. They belong to us because we belong to Christ. God chose to belong to Christ before the world was created. He chose us to be holy and without blame in His eyes. He loved us, so He decided long ago to adopt us as His children. He did it because of what Jesus Christ has done. God freely gave us His grace because of the one He loves. We have been set free because of what Christ has done. Through His blood our sins have been forgiven we have been set free because God's grace is so rich. That's the truth. He poured His grace on us 
by giving us great wisdom and understanding. There you have it, wisdom and understanding. God decided us to choose us long ago in keeping with his plan. He works out everything to fit his plan and purpose. When we believed, he marked us with a seal. The seal is the Holy Spirit that he promised. The Spirit marks us as God's own. We can now be sure that someday we will receive all that God has promised. Come on, this will happen after God sets all of his people completely free. All of those things will bring praise to his glory. Amen and amen. This is our Jesus. This is the truth and we need to stand on it. Come on, let's worship Jesus because he is the word of God become flesh. Is that right? Let's worship him for a moment. Let's be close to him. He's awesome.